You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Hey friends, thanks for joining me for another episode of the podcast, Life Repurposed. This week I'm continuing my series of interviewing authors from the book, Life Repurposed, that's a spinoff of this show. And so I'm sitting down and interviewing the authors who wrote stories in the book. This week I chatted with Natalie Lavelock. She's a registered nurse and she's a founder and CEO of Natalie Lavelock Coaching and Consulting. She's an online business strategist who works with purpose-driven coaches, speakers, and health professionals, and she helps them to figure out their next steps and to know how to make their vision come to life with whatever business they're working on launching. We talked about how business owners come to her to have Natalie help them create custom high-ticket coaching programs, online courses, advanced training programs, anything that gives them the ability to serve at the highest level while living a life they love. So she has left working at a hospital and traded that for working in this brand new career that she's established for herself after many years of working in the hospital setting. So I invite you to listen into our interview where Natalie and I talk about what God's been doing in her life, how she took that big leap from leaving a career that she had established, and how she's finding passion and fulfillment in everything she does now. So here's my interview with Natalie Lavelock. Natalie, thank you for joining me today. I just read your bio, so we're not going to go into all of that, but I know that as we chat, you're going to tell us more about yourself. First, as we're sitting down here, let's pretend we went out to lunch together. I want to know what you ordered. Oh, well, first of all, if we just went out for lunch, <laughs> yeah, <unbuckle. laughs> I'm a little more comfortable. <laughs> um, so I love Mexican mm. food. So I probably would have ordered some fajitas with some fresh guacamole. I think oh, I would have ordered yes. the same. I, I like to eat my fajitas without any of the tortillas. I just eat it like a platter. I don't need the tortillas. I want to save room for the chips and salsa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have to have chips and salsa as an appetizer and then dessert yes, as well. Before to you eat leave. up all that guacamole and sour cream and everything like that. Yeah, I think we would totally enjoy going out to lunch together if we lived in the same place. Yes, yes. So here we are in Life Repurposed. We're going to be talking about your your chapter in the book, Life Repurposed. But I want to go back a little bit. We have so much in common. We have both gone to school to be registered nurses. And we both have left that career and we're on to something different. So tell me a little bit about when you started out, where did you work as a registered nurse? Like what department were you in? So I have always been involved in women's health. I knew from the, actually when I was in high school, I did a specialty training um, that for radiology, actually, because I thought I wanted to be an ultrasound tech. Well, God redirected the path and I ended up going to nursing school, but I knew that I knew that I knew that I wanted to work with moms and babies. And so 
despite it being completely unheard of for a new grad to walk into a labor and delivery unit, usually they want you to have at least one, if not two to three years of experience in med surge, medical surgical, before you do that. I managed to find a job right out of nursing school on the mother baby floor. And so for five years, I worked at the bedside as a labor and delivery nurse. Um, and I stirred up enough trouble in that time that they, they decided they needed a new role for me. <laughs> what that meant was as I was working labor and delivery, I kept finding gaps in our care gaps in the service mm. area. And I kept saying, we need to fix this. And this is how we're going to fix this. And so eventually I became the, the first clinical nurse educator for the organization. And it became my job to find the gaps, create training programs to train the, the doctors and the nurses at the bedside on how to implement the new strategies, the new policies, the new procedures, and all of that so that they can do their job at the bedside taking care of the patient. So cool. So have you done one of those spiritual gifts inventories before? I have. Is teaching high on yours? Teaching, encouragement, administration. Yeah. Yeah. I would say and, um, encouragement is my highest okay. one. Wow. So compassion is my lowest, which is ironic because I was a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> but teaching is super high. So I was great at those discharge instructions and telling them all the extra info that you know, not everyone wants to know, but I can see how you made that natural transition to training and teaching the medical staff. So how long did you do that? So I did that right at that transition where I was um, taking on the clinical nurse educator position. I finished my master's in nursing in education. And so then I did that role for over 10 years. And in that time, I, I kind of joke that I was an entrepreneur before I was an entrepreneur, <laughs> because within the hospital system, um, we created an entirely new service line for our patients. And so I got to build that from scratch and it's still in operation wow. today. And um, then we also did a four year long global accreditation process that completely overhauled the way we delivered care for mothers and babies throughout the entire organization from the CEO down to, you know, our groundskeeper, whatever. Um, and not that one's better than the other. Don't take it like that. But I just mean like every role encompassing the entire organization had to go through this overhaul process. So, and we were the, I, I honestly, it's been so while it's been like <laughs> almost 10 years. I, I don't remember whether we were the third or the fourth <laughs> hospital in the state to do that, but, um, it, it, it was something that not many people were doing at the time. So it sounds like you were climbing this ladder to success. So mm -hmm. what happened? Did you get to the top of the ladder or w how did you end up where you are now? Yeah. So, um, I, I remember, a few months before the change happened, I really started like, I felt God kind of like this, I was unsettled, right? So um, some projects that I wanted to work on got put on hold. 
And I was just starting to feel more and more frustrated in the position. I was like, you know, we've always been a forward thinking organization. We've always been forward moving. Um, as long as I could lay out a solid business plan, nine times out of 10 administration was going to say, yes, let's go for it. That had kind of come to a standstill and that wasn't happening as much. And so, you know, I was like, God, what is going on? And it was just, I knew something was happening. Well, um, a few months later, both our CEO and our chief nursing executive, they retired. So we ended up with complete turnover at the executive level of the organization. And within probably six or eight weeks of that, my boss came to me and she said, Natalie, I have something. I, well, I'm going to give away the whole story. Yeah, you, Do you don't have to give away the whole story. <laughs> So I'm going to leave out the details. <laughs> I was given an incredible opportunity to move up the ladder, but I knew that that move was actually going to take me further away from the job that I knew God had called me to do. And that was to be a, a mom, yeah. to, to raise my three sons. And so I was faced with trying to make a decision on what mm -hmm. to do. Um, and you'll get the, the juicy details <laughs> of that when you read the book, when you read the story, um, because it was really it was a very, very difficult decision to make. And there was a lot that went into it. Um, ultimately, because we're talking about this now and you see me sitting in my home office rather than a corporate office, you know that I made the decision to start my own business. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how that unfolded. Yeah, so for those listening in on the podcast episode, Natalie's chapter is in Life Repurposed, and we're talking today about some of the other things that weren't included in that chapter. When you write a 1,500-word chapter, you give a tiny little snippet of your life. That's it. And there's so much more to your story. I can remember when I left my job as a nurse how terrified I was about the financial aspect of that because I was earning more than my husband at that time and then decided to stay home. Tell me what it was like to take that leap. Did you have to really trust God? Did you already know where you were going to go financially? Did you have your business plan all laid out? Oh, my goodness. Yes, it was a perfect world. It just worked no. out perfectly. You were rolling in money yes. right away, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, so with with, uh, I'm going to call it a severance package. That's mm. not really what it was. It was like my accrued paid time off that they paid me out. Um, we had about three months that we could live on. And so I came out of the gun thinking, oh my goodness, I've got to do this. I've got to do it now. And I've got to do it big. Um, but that's not how God works. And that's not how business works. Things aren't immediate just because we think we need them to be immediate. What I can tell you is it was the biggest risk I've ever taken in my life because there was so much at stake. It wasn't just me that had had a stake, you know, mm -hmm. had something at stake, something to lose. It impacted my husband. It impacted our children. Mm -hmm. And what I had to come to terms with was the even ifs. Mm. And I thought about some of the people that we read in the Old Testament who follow Jesus. And it's like, will you follow me even yeah. if this happens? 
And, and for me, I had to create that whole list of even ifs. And despite knowing that God was calling me to this, Mm -hmm. I had to come to terms with, okay, even if it means losing everything, am I willing to follow what he's calling me to do? And so ultimately, you know, I, I said yes to that call because the bottom line is even if all of this happens, the safest place for me to fall is into his arms. And if he's saying, come on, baby girl, I'm going to catch you. What do I have to be afraid of? Yeah. So you had the, even if moments, did you also have some of those, what am I doing moments? (laughs) Oh, totally. Oh, totally. So, you know, Satan's pretty crafty Mm -hmm. and he knows right where to hit us. Um, So as I was trying to make that, that decision on whether or not to leave, we had an extended weekend and I was fasting and praying through that weekend, trying to decide what to do. And the thoughts that were going through my head were, you think you are what makes you think you can run a business Mm. what kind of mother throws away a steady paycheck all the benefits all your insurance your retirement who does that your children are going to be homeless your husband is going to lose his farm. Mm. You're going to lose everything. Do you really think your marriage can handle that? So many questions. There's this, and it's all from within your head. But then did you also have some literal voices from people outside, like who also questioned you? No, actually, the the people and I, I fully realize that this is unique. Mm-hmm. Most people, the people around them are trying to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. And so they'll raise those questions. They're like, are you sure you want to do this? What do you, I didn't have that. I really felt like everyone around me was like, Natalie, go wow, for it. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And you know, it's, I I bring it back to, you know, some of the things that I learned as a nurse at the bedside, you know, when you have a mom who's wanting to go through natural labor or a mom who is the first one in her, in generations of women to try and nurse a baby, those mamas who have a community around them that say, go for it. We got your back. We're going to be right here. You can do this. Keep going. Those are the mamas who are successful. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a firm believer that while yes, when we're getting ready to make a big decision, we want to seek out those voices of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, people who have been there, done that, you know, we want to look at our decision from all perspectives. You really want to have people around you that are going to cheer you mm-hmm. on. And that when you say, I, this is the worst day I've had, I com- feel like a complete failure. They're like, I've been there and tomorrow will be better. So go take a bath, eat a quart of ice cream and hit it again tomorrow. (laughs) You know, it's just so important that you surround yourself with people. Um, Especially if you do have that one person who's really close to you, that's not maybe not as supportive. Mm -hmm. You've got to find that community of people that will cheer you on and cheer louder 
than that one voice that's trying to hold you yeah. back. Yeah, there are probably some people listening who want to make a leap. They want to make a change. It could be launching a business. It could be leaving their career and starting a career from home. It could be being a stay-at-home mom. Some of them have the support and some don't. I had my husband's support 100%. He was like, we're going to make whatever sacrifice we need to. But we did not have a ton of support from outside of us as a couple. We had friends who said, what are you doing because you, you're not going to be able to financially afford this. And it, the questions you had in your head were things that we had from outside of us. People who said to me, you went to school for four years to be a nurse and now you're leaving this job. You're just walking away from it. What a waste. And I, I kept having to tell myself, it's not a waste. God has something else in mind. So what do you say to that person who is trying to find, like, where's my team? Where do they look to find that support? Mm -hmm. Great question. Um, for me, I had to get out of this, the, the mindset of the earthly realm in order to be able to make that leap. Mm -hmm. So what I had to see is that, and the scripture that really jumped out to me was when David was talking to Solomon about rebuilding the temple. And he was saying, you know, you just need to have courage. You need to be diligent. You need to, to do the work. And my God, the God of the universe is going to be right there with you until that project is finished. Now in the old Testament, you know, the Holy spirit would come and go. So that wasn't <laughs> unusual. But what I got out of that was in this time that I worked in the hospital with my education, with my background, the skills that I was, that I was honing, they're transmutable wherever God wants to move me. My identity isn't as a yes. nurse. And if God wants to pick me up and move me with the same skill set to a different location, then I have to be willing to say yes and make that move. Yeah, regardless of what other people say, when you know God has put it on your heart and you have that reassurance that he's going to carry you, then it doesn't matter what other people say. There are times where you might be at the bottom. You don't have a giant bank account sometimes when you've used up your reserves, but God keeps coming through when we continue to trust and he he just provides exactly what we need sometimes. Can you think of any situations where you didn't know where you were going to, how you're going to pay a bill or something? And, and God just said, here it is. It's just enough. Yeah. Yeah. So remember I told you when I, when I left, we had three months to build this thing. It didn't happen in three months, but what happened was we were, we were faithful. We got rid of a lot of our extras and everything like that. And so we were doing the best that we could to be um, financially responsible yeah. with what we knew we were going to be working with and to stretch it as long as we could. But we were coming down to the end of that and thinking, okay, what are we going to do now? And I'll never forget, we got a phone call. And the person on the other end said, Mr. and Mrs. Leaflock, we're sorry, but there was a mistake on your taxes from two years ago. <laughs> You're going to be receiving a check for $5,000. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. 
like jaw dropped, right? That's, that's God. Yeah. He, he works through the earthly things to provide the supernatural mm-hmm. thing. And so this entire process, the six years that I've been building my business, it's been a continuous call to walk in faith, a continuous call to trust him more. And I can tell you every time I've hit a roadblock, every time I've hit a stumbling, he's right there. He's right there. So you've had times, it sounds like where you felt most alone. Then when you know he's there, what sort of sense do you have? How do you know he's there? What kind of evidence do you see? Usually the first thing is the goosebumps on the skin. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow, that was, that was clear. There's just this knowing Mm -hmm. it's a know that, you know, that, you know, there is no other way that that possibly Mm -hmm. could have happened. Um, but there's also very practical, tangible things, right? So like when you're reading through scripture or whether somebody calls you and you've been struggling with this thing internally and you don't know the answer, you, you know what, nobody knows about it. And somebody calls and they speak life yeah. into you that there's no way they could have known that that's exactly what here. How many times have you been reading through like, I don't know, numbers <laughs> in the Bible, <laughs> so, some really dry part yeah. of scripture. And this one little verse will just pop mm-hmm. out and you're like, okay, I've read through this book 10 times. Mm-hmm. Where did that come yeah. from? You know, and why am I reading it today? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's, he's speaking to you in that moment, you know? Yeah. So. I love that. So for the person out there that's listening, if you're struggling with your next step, I hope you hear Natalie's heart here with just trusting in God and looking for where he shows up and reassures that this is the way you should walk in, go here. What did you learn as you came through that process of trusting God? So my, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it knowing that it's a lesson I need to learn for myself. Mm. But as I think back on the past six years and everything that, that I've gone through to build the business, to, to, you know, work out the business versus the family and make it all not a versus, but a with, um, the phrase that comes to mind is stop doubting. Mm. And I know I say that sitting here, knowing some of the goals and some of the things that I have planned for the next six months. And I'm sitting here looking at, at everything that's lined out and I'm going, God, how are we, how is this going to happen? Like, I don't know how we're going to pull this off, (laughs) you know? And, and yet you asked me that question. And when I look back, stop doubting, have faith. Hmm. He's going to be with you right by your side as this all unfolds. And he's going to carry you when you can't do it anymore Mm -hmm. yourself. I love that the Bible has stories, too, of people who God gave a big task and then they questioned him on, you know, like, are you sure, God? That's encouraging for us to look at, too, because we can see their whole big picture. So if I can see that God told Moses to do something and Moses was like, are you sure? I'm not even a great speaker, but you want me to do this big thing. And then we can see the end of the story. So you don't know the end of your story. But where would you love for it to end up? 
I'm, I'm going to backtrack because that was a moment right there. <laughs> when you talk about Moses, that was a confirmation for me mm. because I sometimes feel like, you know, I'm just a country girl from the middle of nowhere who wants to hear what I have mm. to say. You know, I haven't, I'm not somebody who's from Hollywood. I don't have this huge platform. I'm not quote unquote, somebody special, you know? So a lot of times I struggle with, I don't have anything to say. And wow, those are classic Moses excuses. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but, but what did God do in that circumstance? He brought people around mm-hmm. him to encourage him. Mm-hmm. He said, you just be faithful in doing what I ask you to do. And I'm going to bring people around you that are going to be able to help you to do it and to do it well. Yeah. You just have to have that yes in your heart. Yeah. And so for me, I, I mean, I have a lot of big dreams. Eventually I would like to have that big platform, have that big stage where I can be impacting millions of lives. I also know that right now is not that season for me. I'm still raising these boys and that is my primary job. I forgot you're an all boy mom too. (laughs) I am an all boy mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I do have those, those bigger dreams and I know that if that's where God wants me, that, that it will come to pass in his time. Yeah. So you've talked about your business. Tell us what you do now that you've left nursing. (laughs) Well, I run my business and I run my boys. (laughs) And occasionally I help my husband run some cows. (laughs) I grew up on a dairy farm, so I know how that works. You have to pop out and help sometimes. So I work with coaches and speakers and health practitioners who want to be serving at their highest level. And maybe they don't have the programs, the products to be able to support that. They want to have their own business, but they don't really know how to get it started. They don't know how to make money. They've got all these ideas, but they don't know how to turn that into something that someone would want to buy. And so I come around them and I help them get started. I help them create what they're going to sell. And we really do it from the perspective of let's build this in a way that is sustainable where you're going to be making money, but you're not sacrificing time with your Mm -hmm. kids. You're not sacrificing your relationship with your spouse in the process because the world tells us to hustle and grind. The world tells us to go, 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 go. And in the process, our children grow up. Mm -hmm. Our marriage grows cold. We get into debt. And we don't, it doesn't have to be that way. So you're helping people find balance as they pursue their dreams, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're a life coach and a business coach. Ooh, it's a special little blend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I am trained as a life coach. Um, so I was board certified as a Christian life coach. But because of my background in designing programs and trainings and things like that, and building the service line within the hospital organization, I can bring that to it as well. So that we can, and you and I talked about a little bit earlier, that's one of the big things that I see missing in the market today is everybody does a fragmented little piece. Mm. And then every time you get this little piece, but now I need that little piece, 
Well, that person has their own methodology, their own way of doing things. And so it's almost like you have to start yeah. over from scratch. And so what I want to bring is something more comprehensive where you can start with me with the idea and grow with me till you're making multiple six mm -hmm. figures. I'm not going to promise you that's going to happen tonight or tomorrow or next month, but you have one comprehensive systematic process to get you where you want to go that allows you not only to build a successful business, but to do it in a way that you can have a successful family relationship, be successful in your finances, all of that at the same time. It doesn't have to be either or. Yeah. There's a couple of cool things about what you said. One is that you're helping people figure that out because a lot of people have an idea, but they don't know where to go with it. Or they don't, they know a little bit about their strengths, but they don't know exactly what that means in terms of being self-employed. So there's that aspect, but you also are a living example of it. What I love is that you've shown how you could take the medical background and blend it with your spiritual gifts and all of those things together have made you into who you are. And that journey along the way, it, it's like a process. And I love that you're also telling people to make sure it fits in with your, your vision for your family. For those listening, know that it's just so many short years that your kids are home. So if you're invested in that right now, that's your ministry, that's your market. What And what is it they say? The days are long, but the years are yeah. short. Yeah. I, I remember sitting with my oldest son and I, my mom, my mom is like, <laughs> she's she is amazing but she always told me you know soak it in because it's going to be gone don't let these little moments don't let the stressful moments don't let the dirty hands and scrubby clothes you know take away the joy of being a mom and so I remember sitting with my oldest oh, I could get tearful <laughs> in those first few days after he was born and I would just sit there and I would rock him and I would breathe in the smell of that new baby and I would just like try and lock it all in because I knew he was going to grow so fast. Mm. And I wanted to remember, I wanted to savor every moment. And I, I did that with each of my children and he's 13 now. And he, oh, see, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm doing it too. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about cars and oh, four wheelers and, and yeah I'm like where's the baby mm -hmm. you know but but I also know that my job is to raise him to be a godly man mm -hmm. and that's a that's a tough assignment it is you know So you have a resource that our listeners can get, and I'd like you to tell us a little bit about that. It's going to be in the show notes so people can get a link for that, but it's CEO Secrets, the five secrets successful CEOs know that allows them to create a business and life they love. Tell us just a little bit more without giving the whole thing away. <laughs> yeah. So when I put this together, I really looked back at, you know, what is it that has allowed me to create my success? And to do it in the, it just like we've been talking about, you know, without, without sacrifice in the process. And so I, I really, I looked back and I boiled it down to about five things and I put those together in this guide. So um, that's going to be my gift to you, but here's the really cool thing. 
is that when you get this guide, you're actually going to get a bundle. And what I mean by that is you get the resource, but it comes on a a platform that has all kinds of other little goodies for you. Um, If you're someone that's just getting ready to start your business, there's a pathway to profit, a 90 day profit plan for you there. There are some like affirmation cards there to help you stay in a positive mindset as you're trying to build. There's all kinds of resources there for you. Nice. And your website where we can find you is? The website is just natalielaveblock.com. All right. So we'll also link to that in the show notes. But if you're listening and you're leaving yourself a voice memo while you're riding in the car or something, it's <laughs> natalielavelock.com. We know that those busy moms are out listening to podcasts when they're doing other things as well. You can read Natalie's whole chapter in the book, Life Repurposed, Stories of Grace, Hope, and Restored Faith. She talks a little bit more about leaving that career and some of the emotions and things she processed through as she saw God show up and his faithfulness. And that's the whole point of Life Repurposed is he takes us in a new direction and we follow and then we all of a sudden have that moment of like, oh, look at this. I never would have thought that that's where my life was going to end up. As we leave, what would you like to leave with our listeners today as some final words of wisdom? I just want to leave your listeners with a little better understanding of why I do what I do. The reason I do what I do is because I believe that your life matters. And I believe that the the programs, the products, the services that you are offering to your clients are a lifeline. They're a lifeline to the people who need you the most. And so it's not only your your, um, calling, but it's also your responsibility to step up, to step out in faith and to do what God's calling you to do so that you can be that light to the world that needs you. And so for me, I do what I do because when I was saving lives at the bedside, that's just one aspect. I now get to take those same skills and help other people be lifesavers in the world. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today, Natalie. Thank you, Michelle. I really appreciate, I appreciate you putting this book out there. I appreciate you having me on your podcast. Um, I really feel like this is something who's going to, that is going to bless a lot of people um, and help them come to that place where they can say yes to doing the next great thing, the thing that God's calling them to do. And they can do it without fear or they can do it in the midst of fear, even if I will step out of the boat and I will follow you where you're calling me. Yes. Amen to that. Thank you so much for sharing. You'll find a link to Natalie's resource at michellerayburn.com. I also invite you to check out the Life Repurposed community on Facebook where we have conversations about the topics that we cover on the podcast. This is a place where you can join in even if you haven't listened to every episode because we know you get busy sometimes. It's just a place where you can connect with other people who are on that life repurposed journey. So I invite you to go there and check that out. Thank you so much for being here and have a great week. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. 
Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.